Hi guys, this is Vidas and Osha. Let's start episode 73 of Ask Vidas and Osha podcast. And today's question was sent by Dan. He writes, Dear Vidas, while I respect your work as an organ teacher, I wonder if selling, in parentheses, your ideas of fingerings is the best for students. My present teacher would never force me to copy or use other person's fingerings. Dupre, in my opinion, wasted a lot of his time with his fingered edition of the Bach works. My instructor at the same at the time told me to throw them in the garbage can. So who as a student do we believe? Let us guide students with some basic principles, but to finger every note for them? Three question marks. Done. That's an interesting question, right, Ocean? Well, you know, I just tell for Dan that, you know, if his teacher did not explain why he should throw away Dupre's, you know, fingering and pedaling for Bach, because Dupre lived in a different time. In that time, the historical approach of, you know, historical performance of Bach music was, wasn't discovered. Actually, it was discovered fairly late in the 20th century. So that's probably why his teacher suggested him to throw those scores away, because they are inappropriate for playing Bach. That's my opinion. What do you say about it, Vidi? Absolutely. I think... I think... uh, Dan replied uh, with this question to our post about um, Pies d'Orc uh, fingering the day we offered it to, to, to the world and um, you know every finger in this uh, five part texture in the Graveman section is written out and um, it's a very thick texture to 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 figure out the fingering yourself on the other hand you could use all your fingers and it would should uh, look fine but the way we do it is um, you know similarly to what uh, organists back in uh, 18th century would do back in in the day when the piece was written so of course we teach you principles how to do it we don't use thumb glissandos. We don't even use thumb too often, right? We don't use uh, finger glissandos and no finger substitutions a lot because we don't need legato touch for this. We never keep it a secret. But uh, you see, you can do this yourself. But for people who are uh, struggling with this, and especially for those who want to save time, how much time, maybe tens, even hundreds of hours, if they don't know what they're doing. If they finger with the wrong way and their entire articulation is, you know, like legato. So this type of fingering doesn't help them to play with the right um, stylistic approach. And we try to help people uh, solve this problem while providing this fingering. Of course, uh, some of them 
they have other teachers like like Dan and th those teachers have their own ideas right and Zosha says Dupre collection uh, is not uh, suitable anymore it was uh, just for those times when everybody played Bach legato yes and that's not a good idea you know to do nowadays nobody will understand you if you will play Bach legato nowadays uh, while we won't probably personally throw uh, Dupre's edition in the garbage, literally, we would definitely not use them uh, in our practices today. Yes. Right? So we are not disagreeing with Dan with this. And you know, I just know one thing, you know, if you will not be writing fingering down in the score, you know, you will just be wasting your time, especially if you are a beginner organist. Because it means that every time when you will sit down to that particular piece, you probably will play it with a different fingering. And it will slow your learning process, I don't know what, by maybe five times or even more. True. So, you know, it's up to you either to write fingering or to play without it. Of course, you could, you know, just write down the fingering for the hardest parts. That's up to you, but I would suggest do at least some fingering. Mm -hmm. Until you learn the principles. Osha, when you play Baroque piece like that today, do you need those fingering? No, I don't need them. Do you need pedaling? No, I don't need them, but, you know, I have <laughs> long experience, you know. How many years? Many enough, you know, more, more than 20 years I have of, you know, extend very I intense practicing. When did you discover first that you don't n need fingerings and pedalings anymore? Probably during my doctoral studies, but because I got, you know, my bachelor's and two master's first, so I had already a lot of experience before my doctorate program. Exactly. So probably 10 years at least of yes. intense yes. daily practice. Yes. So guys, that's uh, if you practice at least a couple of hours a day or probably more. And of course, you know, because I went to the organ while having excellent piano technique because I was playing piano before playing organ for, what, 12 years. Mm -hmm. So that also added to my fingering experience. So, could you say that you already uh, practiced your 10,000 hours? I haven't counted, but probably yes. Yeah, that's the the general number that they say in order to master some difficult skill or form of art, you need to practice for 10,000 hours with intense, intent. Not just fooling around, mm -hmm. right? But you have to be very intentional about each of your daily practices. And we did that. Yes. That's why it's so easy for us. That's why we can do this on the spot. That's uh, how you should also aim to, to practice. But don't uh, expect, you know, to be, be uh, a master at this overnight. That's a mm -hmm. mistake. You should just enjoy the process. Yes. Uh, the process is very, very uh, long. 
but at the same time every time you sit down on the organ bench you learn something about the music you learn, you learn something about the instrument and you learn something new about yourself so that's enjoyable uh, way of exploration yes always stay curious what you can learn and uh, those uh, ec new experiences will come to you over time yes. in time and you know i think if if some someday you will have a chance do that experiment take the same piece that let's say by js bach that dupre you know finger it and pedals and the same piece for example that with us or i you know finger it and take it to the historical organ of that time to the real baroque you know organ and try to play it in dupre's fingering and pedaling and then in our fingering and pedaling and no instrument will do justice to one of this verse mm -hmm. i discovered this the hard way myself when I was preparing to play a recital in Sweden, in Gothenburg, in one of the churches, the Haga church, they have the uh, Renaissance-style organ built by John Brombo. And the second manual is so light and so easy to play with wrong notes, and the keys are so short so that you really can't use your thumb and no way you can use finger substitutions if you want to play with articulation, articulate legato and of course they have split semitone uh, for example uh, G sharp is not the same as A flat they have separate keys for that or D, flat, D sharp is not the same as E flat well, were you able to use heel on such an instrument, on pedal boards? Definitely not. And I prepared for that uh, very well in my mind. And even on my or modern organ, uh, I, I practiced with uh, early fingerings and pedalings. And guess what? Uh, maybe 10 years ago when we visited that organ as students uh, at the Gothenburg International Organ Academy. It was more than 10 years ago. At that time, yeah. you know, it was maybe back in 2000. It was very difficult to play such an instrument. Uh, I made a lot of mistakes. And keeping this in mind, for my second visit, I practiced with stylistically correct fingerings now. And when I went back to Gothenburg to play in, in, in the Haga church, I was amazed how easy it was for me to adjust and to perform almost without any re rehearsal. Uh, I would need, I would have needed just 20 minutes to uh, check my registrations because I made everything in advance on the table, in my head, just to check and most of them were right. And then to play the simple passages to adjust to the keyboard just a little bit and I would have performed quite easily in public that way. So it saves time for you to practice with the stylistically appropriate um, uh, fingerings even on the modern 
instrument, don't you think? Also? That's true, because I mean, you don't want to use different fingering for the same piece on a different instrument. That would just, you know, kill your time. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of organists say, oh, but we don't play early instruments. Well, you never know, you know, if you are living in the States, that, uh, you know, wonderful land has so many beautiful replicas. Yes. Built by, by all these, you know, excellent organ builders. And more and more are being built every, every year. So you might visit a few newly built Baroque organs, even while living in a land which historically wouldn't have uh, old instruments. Or you might go to Europe on a tour, you don't know. And uh, you might uh, visit a local organist and uh, contact them in advance for a opportunity to try out uh, their instrument. That's completely possible and absolutely doable in, in today's global world. And we recommend doing this because it's so fun, so much fun, and you can make a lot of new friends this way. Yes, I, I strongly believe that you, know, you have to do everything you know, in a correct manner right from the beginning. And Dan also has uh, a little bit of truth in his saying, too. Because, yes, try your own hand in writing and fingering. Yes, that's a good way to do, but you have to know principles mm -hmm. how to do that. Yes, uh, apply our advice uh, and uh, try to experiment with fingerings and see what you can come up. And... Uh, if you do this often enough, your experience will grow, actually. Sure. And uh, you'll not need anybody's help after that. Thanks, guys, for listening. Please send us more of your question, questions. And uh, we love helping you grow as an organist. Uh, this was Vidas. And Osha. And remember, when you practice... Miracles happen. <laughs>